Right, hello and welcome to the Generation Gap special this week. We're talking about the Eurovision Song Contest, as we do every year. And that means my special guest must be Amy. Hello, Amy. Hello, thank you for having me back. Yeah, I, mean, I think this is actually the fourth one we've done about Eurovision, so um, it's becoming a bit of a, a tradition now, isn't We're going, it? Yeah, going strong with the traditions on this one. Absolutely. I, <laughs> not Eurovision season if we don't do one of these. Quite so. Anyway, the Eurovision Song Contest, obviously, as everybody knows, is a song contest which has lots and lots of countries from across Europe and, strangely, Australia now every year and it's basically a very fun thing and although we're of different generations we're both big fans of that so it's something that crosses generations which is why it's a good thing to talk about in this program this year the eurovision song contest is the 65th one it's going to be in um rotterdam in the netherlands and the reason for that is because it was going to be in, in the netherlands last year 2020 but of course that was cancelled because of you know what um and Interestingly, they said, well, we'll do it again in Rotterdam this year and we'll invite back everybody from the previous year, all the singers. Now, in fact, not everybody has come back, but I think it's 26 out of the 39 are the same people who sang last year, which is quite interesting because when I started listening to the, the um, songs, I thought, oh, yes, I remember them. And it was quite nice to have the familiar people back again. It was it's quite fun, wasn't it? Yeah, it was really lovely. Like some people that I could hear, like their sound had stayed very similar. So when I was listening to it, I could hear the resemblance. And there's other people like listening back to it, you could hear how much progression they'd done as an artist over the year, like just obviously working on their music and how much they've changed. That was really nice hearing that as well. Yeah. Anyway, so we've we've both been really diligent here. We both listened to all these 39 songs, or at least you told me you have, and I believe you. But you you, you put them into a playlist and you've been listening to them on the train or something, have you? Oh, yeah, of course. Going into London, I've been listening to them. And then I've been watching the music videos as well. Need the visual aid as well. Absolutely. Now, the videos, I mean, some of the videos are really, really good. And I think that I really enjoy the videos. And we can talk about some of those as we go along, I'm sure. Um, now, so the countries in it, there's 39 countries, obviously. Um, this year, uh, they're going to have two countries, Bulgaria and Ukraine, who weren't going to be in uh, last year anyway. And also two countries, Hungary and Montenegro, are not in it for some reason. I'm not quite sure why. And also Armenia and Belarus. And Belarus, it's, I've got a note here, says that they were disqualified after their entry was found to be in violation of the contest rules. I have no idea what that means. Else on it. No, so I don't know whether it had rude words in it or it, perhaps it was... I think possibly it might have been political in a way that wasn't appreciated. I don't really know. Very interesting. I was thinking maybe copyrighted. I I just don't know. Anyway, the other thing is, of course, that one thing that struck us last year, I remember, was that um, Rotterdam isn't that far away. And it's one of those things you sort of tempted to say, you know, we could get to Rotterdam. You just jump on a train and you're there, really. For, you can actually get a direct train to Rotterdam from St Pancras, I discovered, because I had an email from Eurostar the other day inviting me to book a holiday. And I thought, in Rotterdam? Why would I want to do that? Um, trouble is, of course, if we did go this time, there's no tickets available. They've only got a very limited number of people going in. Um, but they are performing it actually on the stages there. And they're hoping quite a lot of the artists will actually be there. I know, in fact, some are there already because I, I've seen tweets and they're already rehearsing because it's only been, next week, you realise. Yeah, you've been going on Twitter for all of it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. 
Um, so anyway, so here we go. Now, we've listened to all the songs. So what's your sort of overall verdicts? Are they good? Are they bad? Are there lots of ones you like or just do you hate them all? I feel like there is more of a variety this year compared to last year, I think. Because we've got mm. like uh, we've got some that are more obviously the serious, the ballad ones. Then you've got some more like funky ones, and then you've obviously got just not to my particular music taste. I would say a bit obscure sounding ones. <laughs> I don't know. Do you agree? Would you say this way this year is a bit more variety? I think there's a couple of things that struck me. One is there's a lot more songs which are being sung in um, people's own languages. They're not all in English, practically. I mean, it's got to a point where it's pretty much everybody sings in English, except the French, obviously. Um, oh, yeah, and, definitely. Uh, so, so this year, there's a lot more sort of um, national languages, and therefore they sound sort of better in some ways because they're obviously comfortable singing in their own language. But obviously, if that language isn't English, I don't necessarily understand the lyrics very well. Yeah, I um I noticed that with Spain's entry, I really loved I loved like the tone of it and the sound of it, but obviously it was similar. I had no clue what he was singing. Then it was when I was watching the music video, it's an image of him and like I'm guessing as an actor playing his grandmother and just all of it, like I didn't even need to track like Google Translate it. It just came across so nicely, the whole song, which I thought was really nice actually. That's one of the really spectacular sort of ballads. And I've read about that. Actually, he he's, um, did lose his grandmother during the last year. And so the song is basically a sort of devotion to her as well. So it, it got across to you, even if you don't understand Spanish, obviously. Oh, that's really lovely. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah. you could tell it was a really heartfelt song, which I thought was really nice, which is something what's actually nice about Eurovision I've noticed this year as well, is a lot of the songs aren't about love. Like, I feel like it's different forms of love, but a lot of, Eurovision songs are normally about them loving like their couple whereas this year like him he was showing like a love for a family member and it feels like there's a lot more different themes going on this year which is cool. Well I think that one and the French one particularly are both very sort of very serious strong ballads Mm -hmm. and of course if this year the the people listening think that's the real sort of thing they want to go for then those two would be very much in contention I think. Yeah, I felt the the one from France, I felt like it was a really good song and I could appreciate that it was really well written and the vocals were really good. But for me, when I was, because I just listened to it on my playlist originally, um, it wasn't something that like snapped me out, if that makes sense. Like I was just walking around listening to it. It didn't snap me to be like, oh, I really want to listen to what, sh- what they're singing. I think it was the music video that helped me actually connect with the song. Yeah, it's a strange black and white video, isn't it? So it looks like it's sort of World War Two. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I think um, you're right, but I think those sort of ballads, they've got to have a bit of a sort of um, change of tempo in the middle, haven't they, in a, mm. a chorus of some kind, and it doesn't actually have that. So, yeah, maybe that isn't one that's going to do so well this time. But I think that is one people think are going to do well. Uh, the you reckon? One from France. Okay, yeah. so tell me a couple that you really liked. Um, Germany. I loved that song. I just felt like it was such an upbeat song and it caught me off guard because the one from France was playing first and then it was just a complete mood shift, went into Germany and I was sat there just like wanting to dance. It was really cool. 
So I think you're right. If, if it's a sort of novelty song that's going to win this time, that one's got to be it, hasn't it? Um, I mean, the video is a bit strange. I, I reckon they're probably some sort of TV program troupe, um, but they're basically, there was a bunch of very weird characters sitting in a laundrette, and this guy's then pushed in on a sofa and starts singing with a little um, ukulele. So, I mean, even describing it like that immediately tells you that's a bit weird, to put it mildly. I mean, yeah, and that just kind of explains, that visual explains what the song sounds like as well, actually. And and who says Germans don't have a sense of humour? Honestly, when I saw it was the when I saw it was German, Germany that put it forward, I was like, these guys, they have such a good sense of humour. I love them. Yeah. Okay. But the song itself as a song probably isn't that brilliant, but obviously the performance and the rest of it is pretty, pretty good. And I I reckon that that's going to do very well or very badly. It's one of those things, isn't it? People think that's just rubbish. Or they're going to say, great, we love it. It was like um, when France put a song called Moustache in, I think it was in like 2016. That was like a very unique song as well. But I think the one from Germany, like you say, it could either come like about fifth or it could just be quite low down. It's one of those one of those songs. Another one that was a bit weird was um, the one from Croatia called TikTok. It like in the music video, she is just surrounded by loads of teddy bears while she's near a um, oh what's the word a fire. Fire. I forgot. I've forgotten the word. A f- oh dear. <laughs> Great when I forget my words on radio or in podcast. Um, but yeah, uh, that one was a very strange song. I felt like it was called TikTok. And it's called TikTok, but spelt differently to a well-known um, app on your phone, isn't it? Yes. That's obviously deliberate, presumably, to avoid any copyright issues. Um, yes, it is a bit strange that one. Um, I, I recognise that. Now, um, one I particularly liked was um, Sweden. The Swedes generally do very well. This one's called Voices, and it's a very sort of upbeat um, song, but it's, it's performed very well. The guy singing it has obviously got a really good voice, and it's very catchy, which is, again, a Swedish thing, I think. So I reckon that should do quite well. Um, I can't really explain much about it. It's just one of those sort of things about, you know, there's a million voices in the world all joining together, kind of like teach the world to sing kite song if you remember that one you won't remember it but you may have heard it from a coca-cola advert many years ago probably before you were born to be honest i think i may have heard that i'd like one. to teach the world to sing it's one of those kind of we're all joining together around the world and we're all happy blah blah sort of image but okay. you know hey i'm being cynical but basically it's a good song really nice uh idea and a good good image with it i think yeah i thought it was a good song i really like that one now, the Lithuanian group called The Roop, I remember them from last year as well. They're sort of electronic kind of kind of band. Um, that's quite catchy as well. I reckoned um, it was quite good, but I got a bit bored, actually. I sort of thought, oh, it's all just the same. It's got that really sort of electronic beat, and it just goes on the same thing all the way through. Um, and I thought last year's one actually was better, so I've put them down a bit in my markings. Yeah, oh, so I did I- mark things, by the way, out of 10 for everybody. <laughs> What was um, out of ten for that one? Three. See, Not I good. I feel bad. I can't really remember the song like standing out to me much from Lithuania. I'm trying to I'm trying to get it in my brain, but I can't even think of what it was that song. So I see what you mean. It must have been one that just kind of floated under the radar. That song. I think so. Okay, then um, there's quite a good one. The Czech Republic one called Omega. Um, 
I can't remember too much about the song as such, but it was just a really good catchy pop song thing. Um, I thought that it was such like a hip hop. It was about um, a guy finding a girl like beautiful and just it kind of reminded me of um, that really famous one about the oh everything's slipping from my mind. The famous uh, song from the American singer who in the music video. Uh, really liked a blind girl and was like following her around and then she made the one that he was looking at her from afar doesn't matter anyway that's what the song's about (laughs) that's what the song's about him finding a girl beautiful but that one is such a good hip-hop song i think that one could do quite well actually i reckon now of course again last year we actually um went through and we we Reckoned there was two really good songs, and I think you preferred the the Russian one, and I was completely uh, obsessed with the Icelandic one. Mm-hmm. Um, the Icelandic band, a, a guy called uh, Daddy, um, is back this year, but the Russians have changed theirs completely. Now, the the Icelandic one again is accompanied by an extremely good video, um, which I just love, with a sort of cartoon monster crawling out of a, a volcano, and and the band going to save save the world by getting rid of this monster. I mean, it's crazy, absolutely to- crazy thing. But the song actually is really good. If you listen to the song by itself, it's called Ten Years, and he's basically saying he's been together for 10 years and uh, mm. sort of things about that um i like it it's a good pop song i th- i absolutely love him and his group they're just excellent and um i would hope they do very well but I-, I think possibly it's not quite as good a song as last year to be honest which is a bit that, sad that is li- that's exactly what i uh, made that's exactly what i wrote down in my notes like i loved him and his band and i think that's why i really like the song this year it was still a good song this year but it wasn't as good as last year, like last year's, but last year's song was so hard to top in fairness to him. Well, yes, of course. But I mean, uh, anyway, he may, they may get some sympathy votes from not winning last year as well, perhaps. I don't know. Um, right. So now are there any, there's some, there's some really ones which I really sort of went, oh my goodness, no, I don't really like this at all. And I think I'm afraid the, the one which really hit me was the one which last year was about Cleopatra. And this year is the same song, but called Matahari. Yeah, uh, I yeah. I think it's yeah Azerbaijan, exactly. I think that one was, wasn't it? Yes, yes, I know Azerbaijan. Exactly what you mean? It just it just feels like the song completely misses what it could have been, and I just don't feel like it's going to do well on the ratings. It seems to me it's just sort of they're trying to find some sort of name that everybody would know. Hmm. You know, you do Cleopatra, you do. Julius Caesar, Sherlock Next Holmes, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I'm afraid not very many points for that one. Um, now, uh, Norway, Fallen Angel. It's, it's kind of quite a good song, but it's a bit weird. And certainly, again, the video makes it even more weird because they've all got big angel wings, which seems very strange. But um, it, it's sort of, I don't know, I quite liked, quite liked it in some ways. It's one that after you've listened to it, the sound comes back and you remember the chorus lots and lots of mm. times. I keep thinking, no, what was that song? Well, that's that Norwegian one. Yes, all right, that's quite good. I feel like that song, um, you could definitely tell that it was for Eurovision, which would be obviously a visual performance because I really like the staging and it had a nice beat. But I think if you listen to it without the staging, it, like you say, is a little bit slow and it's quite slow tempo. So I think it doesn't like hook you back, but with the visual, with the visuals of him like wearing the massive angel wings, it does look really cool. 
a bit strange. Okay, let's just talk about the UK entry. Now, obviously, we won't be able to vote for the UK entry. Um, it's obviously James Newman again. Um, the video with that's really good as well. But I think the song's actually very, very good and much stronger than last year's one, which actually by itself was quite good, but obviously came way down, as we always tend to do, unfortunately. Mm. So the big, the big question is, did you prefer this year to last year's one? Yes, I did. I preferred this year's. I could tell that he'd obviously had a lot more influences from the DJs that he's had around him this year. And I thought it was it was really good. It was just like, yeah, the whole song was so captivating. I think we might have a shot. We could have a shot of like getting a little bit higher up on the leaderboard with this one. <laughs> Well, you know, the problem with Eurovision, it's not always about the songs. We all know there's lots of interesting things that happen with the voting to do with um, sort of politics to some extent about countries. And we might not be terribly popular at the moment with various countries in Europe is a fair thing to say, I think. Yeah, that is a good point. If we say in our in our make-believe world there's no um, politics involved, I think we could, I think compared to all the songs, I think we could have done quite well, actually. If we were just looking purely at songs. Yeah, well, it's just about the the only two countries which are basically English speaking um, are the ones who ever vote for us. And that's um, Ireland and Malta. And they seem to have gone off us as well now. So, um, yeah, <laughs> we speaking shall see. Of which... It'd be nice to think that people would be just ignoring the politics because I, I can remember songs and I don't remember which country they're from. And I, I hope I'm sort of fairly unbiased like that. But I suppose um, maybe most people aren't. That's that's the thing. Um, any more standouts for you? That's exactly it. Um, Malta, I thought theirs was amazing. It was like the message in it. It was so upbeat. I As soon as I heard it, I think I got like a minute in, I sent it to my sister and my friends and I was like, you need to listen to this one. Okay, I, I was avoiding mentioning Malta because I think that's pretty much the one which I would reckon stands out completely. Um, and, you know, I'd expect it to win um, subject to any other things because it is just so brilliantly good, isn't it? And she's actually, I, I was quite amazed when I read about her, she's actually only 18. She's 18? Yeah. And I'll tell you why that is, because she was in and she actually won the Junior Eurovision Song Contest a couple of years ago. Uh, which I think is up to sort of 16 or 17, you, you can um, be in it. Um, so she's got form, basically, and she's won the junior one. I reckon she could win the um, win the, the real one. Oh, wow. uh, actually, interestingly, she was actually up against, in the same contest, she was up against Stefania, who's the Greek um, singer this year. Um, and uh, actually, I like her song. Now, I liked her song last year and you didn't. Um, and I think this one is much better, I have to say. And she's certainly come on and she's 18 as well. So the song she's got, which is called um, Last Dance, hmm. is actually uh, been going around in my head all week since I first heard it last week. And But you probably don't like that one again. See, it feels like I'm hating on her. I think it was a very catchy song, but it just wasn't a winner in my eyes. It was like... It was like a good background song to be playing while you're doing a long car journey kind of thing for me. Right, I wasn't suggesting it's going to win. I don't really think that, but I think it might it might do quite well. Um, and it's interesting that both of them have obviously were in the um, the junior contest. Interestingly, she actually was uh, representing the Netherlands then, although she's now representing Greece because she's Greek. Oh, but okay. she lives in the Netherlands. I've discovered. Yeah, see, I found out these things. 
Okay. Uh, Spain, we've mentioned. I think the Spanish one is possibly going to do quite well. It's one of those that might creep up without people noticing, I reckon. Hmm. It's it's a really nice song, and I think just the whole message behind it's a good sentiment. I think uh, you mentioned Netherlands, though. I, I really liked their song. They had like a kind of, I think I'd describe it as like a Jamaican kind of feel to it, and it makes you want to dance. I think, yes, it is an, it's a pretty good uh, dance-type song, I think. Although I, I, I just felt it sort of was quite samey. I don't know what that means, but it just didn't really mm. hit me as being very different to anything else. It's sort of the sort of track you hear quite regularly on a radio station and think, oh, ho-hum. But there you go. We have to disagree on some things, don't we? <laughs> Makes the conversation more interesting, definitely. Right, so what countries have we not found yet? I, I'm just looking down my markings to see if there's any others I, I sort of gave lots of points to. Um, I think that we've mentioned most of them. Denmark, apparently it's the first time they've actually sung um, it not in English for years because they're actually singing it in Danish. What, what an outrageous idea. <laughs> Danish song is sung in Danish. See, yeah, I but I, I love it when they sing in their own languages. Obviously, the barrier is that I have no clue what they're saying. But I, I think it's just so not, it's such a nice uh, sentiment to be singing in their own language. And it must be yeah. a lot easier for them, I assume. Well, I think countries like Denmark and, and Sweden, practically everybody speaks very good English anyway, better than we do, perhaps. So uh, that's it. OK, uh, well, now we're running through all these songs. I'm looking down the list of countries. I haven't found any others which really sort of jump out at me. There are some which are sort of embarrassingly not very good from my point of view, but... Um, I won't mention them as such. Australia, we have to mention, because normally they're very strong uh, at this and, you know, they love these contests, which is why, uh, despite them not being in Europe, they've managed to sneak in and, uh, and stay in it. I didn't think much of their song at all this year. Yeah, I know what you mean. It just kind of felt like one that floated in the, like, within everything else, I think. For me, it was just kind of like, OK, it's there. One of those type of songs. And the other one that struck me was um, now Ireland. The singer there, Leslie Roy, is really good. Mm. But her song last year was way better than this year's one, as I, as I thought. Didn't seem to really get me at all. See, I was going to mention Ireland. I I think last year's one was better. That is one that like I have on my like feel-good playlist to this day that I'll play in the day. Excellent, yes. But I still think this one was really good. It was like it had an upbeat to it. It... And I like, again, with her, that her songs are just about, like, it's about herself rather than her, like, trying to find love or whatever, which I thought was really nice. It's a good message again. It's all right, but I, I think, as you just said, actually, her one last year was, was better from my point of view. Um, now, let's see, what else we've got? Um, Israel, they normally do very well. Um, I thought it was kind of not very exciting. It's, I suppose, the polite thing about putting it. I do need to say, though, the... Uh, the woman singing for Israel I was listening to it the lungs that she has on her is insane like I was just I was captivated at some point so I was like it kind of reminds me of Ariana Grande a bit with like how much vocal she can do with the I'd say like the music kind of sound a bit little mix I think it could have been excelled at that a little bit more to like make it higher up in the ratings but yeah I have to say her singing is incredible I think I remember some years ago the contest, you know, it was actually a bit of a joke 
in that many of the people who represented the countries weren't actually very good singers. In fact, some were really appalling. Now, this really doesn't happen anymore, and all of the people here can sing very well. Mm. I think it, well, you'd kind of hope that, but sometimes they, they seem to put people in who were more sort of uh, visually attractive than singing, perhaps, and things like that. I mean, we did that. that <laughs> we did that, I think it was in 2017, with people who were doing like a 1920s kind of vibe of a song. I don't know if you remember well, that the, one. The one. One on sort of the air, aircraft cabin crew thing, wasn't it? Um, was that a different one? It was like they had uh, spirals going all around the stage and they were dressed up as like uh, the flapper girls and all that kind of stuff. Oh, I do remember that. I, I thought that was actually quite good, but it, was, um, it wasn't it was one that's going to work in Eurovision at all. They, yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, we try the novelty songs. It does work sometimes. It might work for Germany this year, um, if that's what people want. I mean, after what's happened over the last year, maybe people just want a bit of fun. But that might be the one that really cracks it. Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, are we going to talk about who we think the winners could be? Let's do that. I think we've already mentioned it, but um, let's let's Mm. go again. Yeah. I mean, let's talk top five rather than the actual winner. And I think for me, um, I suspect Germany is going to be in that top five. Are we including politics into this top five or just? Uh, Let's not. Okay. So, yeah, I think Germany, that is a top five song. It stood out and it was it was a really good song. And then as well, I call like maybe because I'm British myself, but I do want to put um, Britain up in there or the UK, I think. Top five. That will be amazing because we haven't been anywhere near that for a long time. I can't remember how far, but a long, 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 long time, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, because a couple of years ago, I went to the Meraki Festival in uh, up at Redbourne, mm. and they actually had the singer of the last time UK won this the song contest, which I think was before you were born. In fact, it yeah. must be because they, I said to my son Peter, um, "Hey, that's before you were born," and that was of course sung by a American for us. Oh yeah, I I was watching a documentary on it once, and when they were going through all the winners that we've had in the UK, I think we. We've had like a handful of winners, which is like, oh, that's nice. It was a long, long, long time ago. No, Katrina, she's um, she came out and said, oh, you know, and I'm the last person to win the Eurovision Song Contest for the UK. And that was like 20 years ago. <laughs> when it happens again, I'm going to go to the con- I'm going to go to the uh, Eurovision Song Contest. I'm going to go to it, buying tickets straight away. But- well, that's what I said. You, you realise that Rotterdam is so close to us. It's probably closer than like Edinburgh. <laughs> It's so tempting, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so pick number three. What are you feeling? Um, well, I think that, uh, yeah, the UK could be that one. I think um, for me, I'm going to actually put Greece in it, which you won't agree with, but I think that's going to be a potential sort of catchy song. But the one that's absolutely there has got to be Malta, and I'm really yep. thinking that is going to be the winner. Um I- yeah, definitely. The- Malta, if they're, if they're not like either in position one or two, I would be very surprised. I agree. I've already put my vote in, I think, for that week. You can't quite do that yet. Um, anyway, so coming up, it's next week um, from when we're recording this. We're recording this on the uh, Thursday before. And so next Tuesday is the first semi-final. Mm-hmm. And then Thursday is the second semi-final. And then, of course, Saturday is the grand finale, as they used to call it, 
Grand um, final. Grand final. And it goes on for hours and hours, of course, which is great. And um, I don't know what you do. You, you have a party in your house, do you? Well, since Corona, we haven't been able... Oh, sorry, I'm not meant to mention that. Since everything that's been happening, um, <laughs> it's... Uh, yeah, normally we would do a takeaway. We would sit down or watch it together. And usually we'll have our favourites first. Like me and my sisters would know like some of the choreography sometimes. But it's wow, be... that's really getting into it. You don't even you don't dress up as different nationalities or anything. We take it seriously. The takeaway is from all from loads of different uh, countries as well, different ethnicity foods. It's a good time. Well, that's what we do, um, or at least I try to get it. But most of my family don't really like some of these foreign foods. Apparently, they would just um, stick to yeah, the pizza. <laughs> yeah, we we get we buy. Um, well, yeah, pizza is certainly part of that as it goes along, and obviously you have to drink every time you get a chorus. So I suppose. We could invent one of those things like a sort of Eurovision bingo, couldn't we? There's got to be some sort of little things that you pick. It was dressed in purple or they ripped their skirts off like um, Bucks Fizz did many years ago or something like that. You know, each each time that happens, you sort of have another drink. That would actually be amazing. I might look at doing that for the contest now. <laughs> <laughs> I put the idea in mind. It's what, just one of those, it's like a buzzword bingo, but it's a sort of buzz event bingo. Oh, yeah, it's, that'd it's be got, really fun. <laughs> Because the, the one thing that you can certainly put on there is, is fire and flames. I notice that so many songs have a reference to fire in mm. them. And I think it's simply because they want to then switch on one of those special effects where the big flames appear. That And also the ones who have rain, they love filling the stage with loads of water, I've noticed. Yeah, it's digital water, isn't it? I, mm. I, I saw a presentation actually just uh, earlier today of the stage being set up at Rotterdam. And they said it's the biggest screen I think ever made. It's 52 metres long. So it's some sort of digital LED screen. 52 metres long? 52? And, and, and they've got, a, they've got a, a stage system and they've got a holographic version of it as well. So they can pop up holographic images as part of the uh, things going on. So I think they're going to have a lot of very interesting special effects. Um, and it, it looks, I mean, they're obviously, this was filmed a week or two ago. They've already been building this thing for weeks, I guess. I'm really, I'm really excited to see the show. And let's see if our predictions come true as well of what we're thinking. Okay, yes. Uh, right. So we, we're going for Malta as the winner, aren't we? Yes. Hands down. Okay. And so look out for that. It's the Maltese song. It's called, do you remember? Cass which is interesting. It's, it's got a French title, but the song is sung in English. Hmm. It's because I, um, I noticed it's because she has a speaking line in between where she says, excuse my French. Yes, that's right. Well, yeah. But the, the chorus bit is je me casse, which means I break, by the way. It's sort of, I don't quite get the image for that, but it's. But I think, you know, you may think I'm a strong woman, but I still break. It's kind of, I think, the image that we're trying um, to get. But I may have misunderstood it. Yeah, I think I searched up. I'm not ex exactly sure of uh, the translation, but it's uh, basically her saying that I am a woman um, and you can't break me. Right, which is the opposite of what I thought it meant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, hey, I should have a nut in it. Anyway, right, let's go. So, okay, well, thanks for this, Amy. It's been great talking to you and um, we've got the tradition. We kept the tradition going despite everything going on in the world. Always and we'll to. be looking forward to this. And as far as I know, most of the artists apparently are actually going to be able to make it and do it live, which is great. 
you think at the moment there may be some people who can't get there, but I suppose there's a, a special disposition for anybody to travel to Rotterdam if you're singing for the Eurovision Song Contest. Oh, amazing. Must be allowed. Can't go for various football matches, I understand, but obviously the Eurovision is much more important than that. So, Obviously. Who, who wants to miss the Eurovision Song Contest? Absolutely nobody. Quite right, too. <laughs> right. Well, thanks very much, and um, nice to meet you again. And actually, it's nice to see you, because though we're not recording it, we actually we can see each other on this one today, so that's fun. Yeah. Um, and we'll speak to you again soon, and maybe next year we could actually record this in a studio. You never know. <gasps> wow, crazy things can happen in life. <laughs> <laughs> it can do indeed. Right. Okay. Thank you very much. So you've been listening to the uh, Generation Gap podcast here on Radio Verulam. And um, obviously you can find lots of podcasts on RadioVerulam.com's website or the website, which is RadioVerulam.com, I should say probably. <laughs> and um, do listen to, to us again and uh, stay tuned to Radio Verulam all the time. 92.6 FM. Right. Thanks very much. Bye. Bye.